Welcome to The Whole Marketer, where we look at the holistic skills the marketeers of today need to grow the brands and businesses of tomorrow, to ensure marketeers feel supported and empowered to have successful and fulfilling careers and lives as a whole. Hello, and welcome to The Whole Marketer podcast. Today's podcast is an area of personal understanding. It's career choices. And shortly, I'll welcome on today's guest, Annabel Venner. But before I do, let me tell you why I believe career choices and goals to be so important. My wish is for all marketers to have successful and fulfilling careers that fit with their life as a whole. I believe we should be taking the reins of our careers so that they are happening for us and not to us. And in order to take the reins, we need to be purposeful and intentional in our career and role choices, ensuring we take the time to gain the clarity to aid our decisions. We need to gain clarity to be clear on what we are looking for in our roles, those challenges, responsibilities, breadth and scope. Choosing industries that excite us or organisations' purpose that you feel aligned to. Choosing roles that allow us to play to our strengths, but also allow us to grow and acquire skills holistically that edge us closer to our future career goals and roles. Ensuring we're choosing roles and organisations with cultures that allow us to play to at least some, if not all, of our values. And most of all, importantly, ensuring this fits with our life as a whole. Our work life and our personal life need to be working in harmony in order for us to feel balanced. So with today's guest, we discuss the importance of making the right career choices, but also personal lessons learned in doing so. Today's guest is Annabel Venner. She is an award-winning board-level leader with over 25 years experience in both B2B and B2C in blue chip and FTSE 250 companies in the FMCG, financial services, healthcare and e-commerce industries. She has an outstanding record of driving business growth and profitably and building strong brands. She's operated at C-suite and board level across businesses in the UK, Europe, US and Asia and worked for three months in Singapore. Annabelle, welcome to the Whole Marketer podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here on this very freezing morning. With the Whole Marketer podcast, we always start with a big juicy question. And today's big juicy question is, what are career goals to you? Thinking about it today, this is very different probably if you'd asked me this question when I was first starting out. For me, it's about three things. So it is about having a role or career that very much aligns with my personal values, doing work that I will find interesting and that I will enjoy, and also where I think I will learn something. In the past, I've made decisions to leave roles or leave businesses because I feel I can't learn anymore or that I couldn't see a direct correlation between what I was doing and the impact on the business. And even though I've been doing marketing for a long time now, there's always things to learn. You know, it's a rapidly changing place we live in. There's always things you can go out and get deeper knowledge in or go and have a look at what is new and what is happening. And for me, that sense of learning new things is really, really important. So I think for me, a career now has to tick those three boxes. So personal values, interesting is something you enjoy and learn something new. Definitely. But when I was starting out, there probably would have been a lot more in there, probably around wanting to earn a certain amount of money or wanting to reach a certain job level or even probably working for a big, well-known brand. Those probably would have been what I may have said 20, 25 years ago. But I just think throughout my career, I know those three now are very important to me. And it's not dissimilar to what I've outlined in the book 
Annabelle, which I know that you have read. I've read, yes. I had great fun reading that over Christmas and New Year. I've recommended it actually to some of my clients as well to read because I think it's a really, really good summary of marketeers in this world today. Thank you. That's really kind. And in the book, I outline the elements that I believe that when you are defining your role should include. So to your point, your values, 100%. So you are choosing an organisation or a role that will allow you to play to at least some of your values, if not all, that allows you to work in an industry or profession that you are passionate about, that you are able to leverage your strengths, but also have an opportunity to grow, but then also build and sits within your life as a whole. So to your point, the remuneration you need, the work pattern you need, the work style you need to use Alex and Lizzie's terminology and much, much more. And all of those things combined. So it's reassuring that those are some of the things that you also have looked for in roles, whether that was now or historically in the past. Yeah, and I think that last point there about fitting in with your personal life is important. One of the things I'd always wish I'd done earlier was probably go and live abroad. I had the opportunity to go and work in Asia for three months back in 2014. And I was really lucky that my husband said, just absolutely go for it. And he was more than capable and did a brilliant job at looking after my two kids at that time. And I learned a huge amount from working out in Singapore and understanding how to work within a different culture in a very, very different place. And it's just lucky that it just fitted in. My kids were old enough. You know, they were just trying to think they're probably sort of nine and 10 or something. So they were of the age that it was fine if mum was away for two or three months. And interesting, my kids now are a lot of older, but one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing now, which is this range of consultancy and advisory is that they need me around a lot. They both got GCSEs and A-levels. So my My choice of career now has been steered around what they need from me and the fact they want me to be a lot more present with them at home at this time. From what you just said there, obviously life ebbs and flows and therefore the role that work plays will ebb and flow as well. And I think it's important that we give ourselves license to reflect that work doesn't have to look the same throughout our whole career. It can also ebb and flow based on what is happening in our lives as a whole so that we do get that personal life and work life balance as best we can to make sure that we have that harmony within ourselves. Yeah. And I think some of the career choices you make are around because of where you are in your life. I had both my kids when I was at Coca-Cola. I was lucky, you know, I live in Ealing and Coca-Cola offices were in Hammersmith. And at that time, Coca-Cola were and I'm sure they are today. So saying at that time is probably a bit wrong, but Coca-Cola were incredibly supportive of women, whether they had kids or whether they didn't have kids. And so at that time when my kids were young, you know, it was brilliant because you could turn up in the office at a reasonable time. There wasn't that pressure to work hugely long hours. A lot of people with young children would leave at five o'clock or 5.30 and it was two stops for me to get home. So actually it was a really great environment at that time to have young kids. And, you know, Later on, when they were older, you can then take on bigger roles. I took on a role that was working across the whole of Europe. So I would often be traveling a lot, but the kids were older. So it just worked for me. And what's clear as I'm listening to you, you really have thought about what's going to work for you professionally, but also in your life as a whole. When you've been looking to choose those roles, whether you've gone looking for them because the role that you're in no longer allows you to grow or meets your needs or whether they're presented to you, what have you? considered outside of that personal values, the interests and learning something new? I think definitely the last couple of decisions I made were a lot more thoughtful to me. If you go back to the start of my career, 
I didn't start in marketing. I actually started working for Smith Clan Beecham at one of their factories that was up in Lancashire. And then I asked for a transition and moved to marketing. So that's when I moved down to London. And unfortunately, within, I think, nine months of me moving to marketing, my role was made redundant. So my thought process at that time was get a job. I just need a job. And the only decision I had to make was, do I stay in marketing or do I go back to doing production? And the decision I made was marketing. The first job that I was offered, it was completely the wrong culture, the wrong industry. It didn't suit me. I didn't suit the role. And within, I think, six months, I'd left. I learned a huge lot from that time in terms of really seeking out and understanding the culture of the business, whether it's going to work for you, whether that culture will get the best from you, but also what I wanted from that next role. So from then on, it was a much more thoughtful process. And if you look at why I joined Coke, so I'd had quite a few commercial roles. Before I joined Coke, I worked for Burton's Biscuits and I looked after a lot of their own label side of it. So I had to have lots of meetings with retailers, lots of commercials. So I sort of knew finance inside out, but I hadn't had that much exposure to a lot of integrated marketing planning or spending money on big advertising campaigns. So when Coke came knocking on my door... I was like, you know, this will give me the consumer skills that I really, really need. This will give me the opportunity to go and work for a big brand that's global. And it just ticked lots of those boxes for me in terms of it would enable me to develop skills that I didn't have. And that's why I worked there. And I actually worked there for nine years. At the end of my time at Coke, I got into this situation was I've got these consumer skills, but I'm missing this whole world of digital. I'm missing the whole world of selling directly to customers. I needed to go and do something really different and I needed to be challenged. And that whole thing about growth was really missing. And that's why I went and joined Hiscox. So it gave me all those technical marketing skills that I was missing. It was a hugely entrepreneurial business. So I knew that I would be given lots of opportunities in terms of being able to work in different markets. And also its values were very strongly aligned to mine. I think to a lot of people, they didn't understand why I was leaving a big global brand like Coke with huge marketing budgets to go work for an insurance company. But actually, my 11 years at Hiscox were probably the most fun enjoyment and personal growth that I had in my whole career. And what's coming through for me is that you were always mindful of the next technical skill that you needed to learn or the next element of marketing that you wanted to expand your knowledge within. And also taking on a different challenge to do the move from B2C to B2B. Now, personally, it always grates me a little bit when everyone goes, oh, how can you move from B2C to B2B or vice versa? And I think it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Um, I completely. You know, if you think about what the core of marketing is, it's to identify the wants and needs and satisfy them profitably of consumers. Guess what? There's a consumer and customer. There's a human in every single business that you are going to be working in. But anyway, that's a side note. I know it's a massive bugbear of mine in terms of how we talk about marketing. I'm in exactly the same place. The underlying principles of being a good marketeer are at the same wherever you work. Some cases you might have bigger budgets and others you're working with smaller budgets, but the absolute principles are the same. And I don't think it should be split. And I think it's really nice at the moment that there are more marketeers who are a bit more high profile who are moving both ways. And I think that can only be a really good thing for our industry. Definitely, because in any role, you're always drawing on the experiences that you've had before into how you might solve the problem that you've got in front of you. And and for me, I knew I wanted to do consultancy. I knew it from 
probably five years into my career. And so I felt a great consultant is one that had a breadth of experience across multiple markets, across multiple different consumer types and brand types and industry types. And so I made career choices to allow me to better serve my ultimate goal. But regardless of whether your end goal is consultant or not, I just think, you know, having variety of different understanding and experiences across all marketing teams creates better diversity of thought, which creates better building for solutions. We really shouldn't be thinking about it in just B2B, B2C, D2C. You stay in that, you stay in one lane. Yeah. As we said earlier, it's it's a bugbear of mine. Yeah. And I think it's quite interesting in terms of, I think as an industry, we're getting better at hiring from outside the sector that you work in. I was very lucky when I took the role at Hiscox because my boss at the time was XPNG and his boss was ex-Coca-Cola. So they really understood the value of marketing and what it can bring. And I think sometimes you just need to have a few senior people in a business to champion bringing in that diversity of thought rather than just banking on, well, we need somebody who's got five or six years experience in our sector. Yes, they can probably get a faster start, but you just don't get that somebody who can come in and look at things in a very different way. I could agree more. And I love that terminology, a faster start, because they understand the channels or the routes to markets or the types of customers, whatever that may be. But that diversity of thought, it's that mix of those two together that makes the magic, I suppose, is the word I'm looking for. I agree. An interesting point you also made there around having senior leaders within the business that had A, already been in a consumer, so maybe more at the forefront than other industries or other market types, but also that were really supportive and understood the role of marketing. And I think that's a massive decision making element when deciding which organisations you may want to go and work for. I do remember working in an organisation where marketing was very much a support function, which therefore limited the capacity in which I could be a marketer and was always a challenge, was always something that was preventing versus join an organisation that was at least attempting to be market orientated, meaning that marketeers had the full breadth and scope and possibility to deliver their true potential. Did you have any scenarios like that in your career choices over the years? I think I've been Lucky in that, you know, if you think of Coca-Cola, marketing is forefront of what they do. I think every place that I have worked has understood the value of marketing. And as you get more senior, I think a big part of your job is around engaging with the business, is around constantly having those conversations. Going back to my time in insurance with the chief underwriting officer or the pricing or head of operations and finance director and just talking to them about what the role of marketing is and the value that it brings. I have a slight frustration and I still hear it today, which is, oh, marketing, we're not considered, we're very siloed. The term colouring in department is a massive hatred term mine because I just think there's a sense of responsibility as a marketeer is to go out and talk about what you do and you have to do that you can't wait for an organization to change you have to be banging on the door and having those conversations it was great at his because I had those senior people but as I grew within that organization I sort of took over that remit of talking about what the role of marketing was and there's nothing nicer than suddenly people are coming to you and asking you and your teams to get involved with things that isn't just around the latest advertising campaign it's about maybe rethinking customer journey or looking at how you price things and that's when you know that you've been successful and that organization then understands the value that you bring. 
So across all your roles, Annabelle, whether that was at Smithkind Bleacham, British American Tobacco, Burton Biscuits, Coca-Cola, Hiscox, and now your role as a Ned on a variety of different boards, what advice would you give someone who is thinking about their next step in thinking about what that next career choice should be? So my advice will be start with the technical skills. So have you learned everything there is to learn? Or are there some elements of marketing that are still missing that you want to go and learn more about? Give you an example. If it's about e-commerce, you probably need to go and work with a brand that is selling direct to customers. So what are those gaps that you still have? What organizations have that culture that will get the best out of you and that you really believe that you will flourish in? Because I think having a job that you enjoy, that is good for you is vitally important. And then have to think about that it's about how does it fit in with what are your major priorities in terms of your personal life. Some people may want a big massive global job. I enjoyed mine at the time, but it was the right time for me to go and do it. Now for me, wouldn't be the right time. So technical skill set, where do you want to grow? How do you work for a business that is going to get the best out of you? And then how does it work with where you are personally? And really think about that before you start going and going, talking to recruiters. I think the worst thing you can do is to go, I want to be a marketing director in the next year for a big consumer brand within, I don't know, drinks. Because it just, you become very fixated on that. And I think you have to sort of start with what is it that you want to learn? You know, what environment suits you best? And it then probably will open up a lot more opportunities for you. I couldn't agree more. I think almost the title for me is the last thing to consider. It's more about the role and what it includes. Because in marketing, no two job titles mean the same thing. You know, you can call yourself a marketing director and be the only marketeer in that whole business. We marketing director and have a team of 150 people. The scope of role and the ambition of that business and the task ahead of you and the opportunity that provides for you to grow and to learn will be different in completely different organisations. For me, the title is almost the last thing that reflects the role that you are choosing. And it's great to have ambition. And if you're setting out thinking, I do want to lead whether that's at CMO level, at marketing director level, at head of marketing level, I would argue we're leading every day, regardless of our level. But if that is something that you have as an ambition, think more about what you need to do in the roles to get there and why you want to do those roles than necessarily just the title itself would be my advice. I think, you know, you talk about leadership there. I think you need to be starting to think about those leadership skills at a much younger age than I ever did. For a long time, until I was... Probably in my last few years at Coke, did I start managing people? And I think I wish I'd focused on it a bit earlier in terms of what are the skills you need to be a manager or a leader of people in your teams, but also those more broad leadership skills. Because you not only are leading brand managers or senior brand managers, you need to be able to engage across the whole organization. And I just think that's such an absolute critical part of being a marketing leader today. So what are those skills? You know, how how do you learn them or how do you find support to develop them? It could be a mentor, it could be a coach, it could be just having conversations with people within your network. But I just think that whole leadership piece is critically important. You can be a brilliant technical marketeer, but if you don't have those skills to lead your teams or inspire organization or to communicate or influence, I don't think you'll ever achieve your full potential. Couldn't agree more. 
as you know, with the concept of the whole marketer, you know, it really is about evolving holistically. Technical skills and growth is the what we do. And it is important that we have those technical skills to be able to do the job. It helps build our confidence, allows us to build credibility internally, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the how and the why we do what we do. You know, the person that's able to engage across many stakeholders, inspire, lead, motivate, develop high-performing teams. You know, it's those that really go the distance. And even more so, those that have the mindset to appreciate they're going to have to constantly grow and evolve. And Annabelle and I were talking offline before the podcast this morning. Do you want to share the rock and the sponge analogy with the listeners? Yeah, Yeah, so when I was at Hiscox, we occasionally would have external speakers coming in. And the one that I remember most is Clive Woodward coming in and talking about the role he played with England rugby and he talked about that people are either rocks or sponges and the people that are rocks are the people who think they know everything who don't want to learn and sponges are those people who are always seeking out opportunities to learn more to grow their skill base whether it's in the businesses they work in or externally and so I've just remembered that and I want to be known as being a sponge and I want to work with people who are sponges. And I just think people need to drive and take responsibility for their own learning and development. I think gone are the days where businesses would lay on a number of courses and once you'd done, I don't know, six of them, you would be promoted or you would get your next role. I think that it's much more about you as an individual identifying what those gaps are. I love working with people who are curious, who are asking the questions, who are always looking for opportunities to do more and learn more definitely so the technical skills are just as important as the soft the leadership and your own personal understanding and your ability to adopt that growth mindset rocks and sponges mm-hmm. rocks and yeah. sponges that's what I've learned new today so Annabelle we've talked about those roles and how you chose each of those roles based on the technical and the opportunities to learn and evolve holistically and also how they fit with your work and life as a whole I'd love to hear what your career highs and lows are Yes, we'll start with the lows and then we'll finish on the highs. So lows, the earliest one would be being made redundant because it was a massive knock to my confidence and I just literally swapped careers and moved to London. And then, of course, I stepped into a role that was completely wrong for me. And so that was not a great time, but a huge learning experience, which I then took to every other move I made. The other low even though it was a great learning opportunity, was when I was at Coke, we launched a water brand called Dasani, which had been massively successful in lots of other countries. We had a really successful first three months, and then we got a lot of negative coverage in all the press. So this was going back to 2004, and it was a really, really, really hard time because everything we'd worked so hard for was going wrong. And it was just a very challenging time for everybody on the team because nobody likes to be a failure in terms of something that they put a lot of effort and really believe behind. So those those are probably my two lows. In terms of highs, I think generally going to work for a company where everything just felt I'd found somewhere that worked brilliantly well for me. And so that was when I was at Hiscox. So I vastly enjoyed my time there. I got to do some really fun, bold, brave advertising with a great agency partner. So we were working with VCCP. And then it culminated with Hiscox being shortlisted for brand of the year at the Marketing Society. 
and it, we didn't win. I'm not surprised we didn't win, but it just felt like it was a really, really lovely recognition of everything that we'd been working really hard to achieve over the past two to three years. So that was an absolute massive time for, high for me. And I probably won't forget that because it was just a very, very nice moment in time. And as I said, recognised the fact that we had done some really, really effective marketing. And I think it was probably quite unusual for quite a strong B2B brand to be in that position and to be amongst much bigger and much much more well-known brands. And when you do great work like that, that wins those awards, as you say, in a business or a situation that's not expected, you're also breaking the ceiling for marketers that are going to follow behind you. So thank you on behalf of the marketing profession for doing just that. So Annabelle, thank you so much for your time so far on today's podcast. It's been lovely to talk to you today. I think it's lovely to have this opportunity and it was great to reconnect with you last year and to also read your amazing book. (laughs) It was lovely to reconnect last year. So yes, yes to that. We always finish the podcast with the following question. What one piece of advice would you give to marketers of tomorrow? So for me, it is really think about what makes you most fulfilled. Because I think if you have a job that makes you happy, gives you that opportunity to grow, you will be the best person every day when you show up there. You'll be your happiest, you'll be having fun. And I think that's when you deliver the best work. That's a great piece of advice. Fulfillment at the heart. Thank you so much again for your time. Thank you very much. And I hope it warms up for you for the rest of the day. (laughs) Likewise. Thank you for tuning into the Whole Marketer podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do like, follow and share. The Whole Marketer is here to support and empower you and your teams with the latest technical skills, soft and leadership skills and behaviours and personal understanding for a successful, fulfilling marketing career and life as a whole. For support, resources and more information on how we can help you to become a Whole Marketer and build Whole Marketing teams, go to www.thewholemarketer.com. Thank you.